Hermes draw near, and to my prayer incline, in arts gymnastic, and in fraud divine. Dire weapon of the tongue which men revere, be present, Hermes, in thy suppliant here. Welcome to Third Eye Bind, Episode 8, Ghosts. Thank you for supporting the show by subscribing, rating, and sharing. Please join us at patreon.com slash third eye bind. Hi, I'm Laura. And I'm Caitlin. And welcome to Third Eye Bind. Episode eight. What are ghosts. we talking about? Oh, ghosts. <laughs> We're talking about ghosts today. I know. I'm really excited. I'm so pumped to talk about ghosts. Like you have no idea. This conversation can go in so many directions because we both spend so much time in the world of spirits and ghosts so I'm in different ways very different ways in very different ways mm-hmm. i spend most of my life consuming information about the paranormal truly on a on a hobby level basis mm-hmm. like that's all i listen to period so i'm very excited and i'm a professional medium so i talk to ghosts all day <laughs> and i've never Spirits. seen one let's do this <laughs> let's do this what? let's see let's see what the cards have to say what are they gonna say because there's so many different ways to approach this mm-hmm. think ghosty thoughts Ooh, that's it cut the deck okay What is it? I'm so excited. It's like Christmas morning for me. It is like Christmas morning. I pulled the King of Wands. Okay. And don't know what that means yet. (laughs) In order to approach the realm of spirits, the realm of spirits in reverence, in reverence, you must have some sort of understanding. You must have some sort of understanding. Some sort of foundation. Some sort of foundations. Some sort of education. Education. Whether it is whether it is self-learned. Self-learned. Or it is passed on. Or it is passed on to you, to you by those who came before. By those who came before. The King of Wands. The King of Wands arrived at his crown. Arrived at his crown. By trusting his intuition. By trusting his intuition. By learning all that he can and connecting and connecting to the realm of spirits, to the realm of spirits, the staff that he carries, the staff that he carries is what grants his access, is what grants his access to the other worlds, to the other worlds. Fuck yeah, spirits. Keep going. Love it. Oh, did you feel them in yeah. me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Holy shit. I was like, they're like, oh, you're speaking to us? Like, hello? Who is this bitch? I've never like channeled like that Sorry. on the show before. I wanted to be like. No, that was cool. Um, I'm that cur- was who am I creepy. speaking with right now? A king of wands. A king of wands in the flesh. In the flesh. In your flesh. That's true. <laughs> What's your name? Uh, you want a pen? 
They call themselves Job. Like from Arrested Development? They said like from the Bible. <laughs> I just kidding. I am a guide who is attached to the land. Attached to the land. I have walked across the earth. I have walked across the earth where you sit. Where you sit. For many lifetimes. For many lifetimes. And I have been the bridge. And I have been the bridge. The guide who connects, who connects the, living the living to the dead. Thank you for your service and welcome to the podcast. <laughs> You're welcome. Welcome to this altar. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. You're our first guest. And remember... <laughs> Ooh, you said with the spirits, don't play. Be respectful. And they will be of service to you. Mm -hmm. It's gone. Yes, Job. I think that's a beautiful place to start. To talk about. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's the ghost episode. Anything can happen. <laughs> I would have worn white. It's <laughs> <laughs> all colorful. Um. I come from a spiritual tradition in which we, from our African ancestors, inherited the practice of wearing white when we are in trance or we are in channel because it keeps our channel very clear, very um, sanctified. And that's why I said that just now, but I, I didn't expect to. That was our first guest. To show you some things today. You got to see some shit. You got to see some shit. I felt that. Um, you were like, I've never seen a ghost. And they were like, don't mind if I do. They're like, hello. <laughs> see one through your friend. It's always weird when they like make eye contact, but my eyes are closed. They're all. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome because <clears throat> what I was thinking about and what I think about a lot in terms with ghosts, spirits, is to approach them with respect. I truly was like, that's what I want to talk about today. And when you got that card pull too, just, just getting that direction was very affirming. <clears throat> because how do you approach a spirit? There's so many different ways that people approach spirits. Mm -hmm. The most common or the most public that we see is through ghost shows, ghost hunters, ghost mm -hmm. adventurers, ghost whatevers, you know? Yes. And I think what I've noticed about, I'm, I'm a heavy consumer of that content. Yes. And sometimes it's cheese and sometimes... And especially lately, what I've been finding with a lot of these uh, paranormal investigators, um, just sort of muggle people that are, you know, totally non-witchy or not in that space. Ghost that are bros. Ghost bros. That they're really finding that reverence, respect, acknowledgement is how they're getting results. Mm. And therefore, it's become more commonplace for that to happen. And on, you know, on, on some of these shows, 
they're doing really cool shit and interesting things where, you know, that's taking the forefront is that ghosts are people too. Literally. <laughs> and that that's an important thing to remember when you're you're approaching them, right? I mean, that that seems to be something that's crucial to actually making a genuine connection with a ghost or a person in real life. Mm-hmm. Would you go into their house and just be like, hey, fuckers, you know, what's going on? I'm here to kick you out of Fuck your own you. house. Show me your, show me something crazy. Boom, like kick over a table. Yeah. No, you would come in, maybe bring a gift. Mm. Maybe say, may I please sit down? May, mm-hmm. may I be in your space? Right. And it's, it's just this sort of, you don't want to provoke someone or provoke a spirit especially that which you cannot see yeah and and yeah Mm -hmm. it's i think it's interesting because i've been learning a lot more about like newer ghost shows from you and what had originally turned me off to those types of tv shows was the lack of reference like a lot of the ghost hunter types are like we're gonna fuck shit up ghostbusters which <laughs> i have my own feelings about ghostbusters which we can talk about on another day or this day i don't the know movie ghostbusters? <laughs> the movie like the idea oh. of ghostbusters themselves no, we should talk about right that. Yeah. like because my kids the other day when we watched it together were like so the ghostbusters are cops <laughs> We don't like that. <laughs> right. No. They're yeah. like, why do they get to decide who gets to stay or leave? Yeah. And imprison ghosts instead yeah. of what you were talking about, <laughs> which is approach them with reverence in their own space. Yes. In real life, I think a movie's meant to be funny. Funny. And, and it it's is a different funny. time. It's totally. It was the 80s. But yeah, <laughs> if you're if we're looking at it from like a lit like literally what what they're doing yeah. is not okay. There's this There's, one ghost hunter. There are cartoon characters, the yes. ghosts in that movie. You know, totally. Slimer. Like, what is Slimer's backstory? <laughs> Who was Slimer in real life? I right. want a Slimer origin story What film. happened with Slimer that brought him to be in that sort of a manifestation? Little, a poochie, cute little chunk chunk. Exactly. I want to know. Why is he so hungry? Because tricksters are motivated <laughs> oh, by their desire go. to eat. There you go. Tricksters want to be fed. That's right. They want to be fed and mm-hmm. there's no rhyme or really re- they just that is it. Yeah. Ooh, Slimer's a trickster. <laughs> he is. I like Slimer now. More, I remember more. watching like an older ghost show <laughs> a while back and I remember the person who was doing like the paranormal investigation was like we're training these spirits to do what we tell them to. And I remember thinking like the spirits are training you, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> the spirits are training you. You're in their space. Like the they're getting a reaction yeah. from you, not the other way around. Yeah. The living are arrogant mm. with the dead. Because if you're just taking, you have to approach a situation, I would imagine. I've never been ghost hunting. I've never been, I've never seen a ghost. We can talk about that <laughs> in a minute. But. I just feel like you really have to, why am I doing this? Why? What's the end goal to this? Like, why? And What's my motivation? Yeah, what's the motivation (laughs) with with going into a home and looking for a ghost? 
what I like about one of my favorite ghost shows right now is Kindred Spirits with mm -hmm. Adam Barry and Amy Bruni, who have been uh, doing it for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And what they do on the show is they go into places and really try to help the spirits, mm -hmm. not and and therefore help the people that are that are having hauntings that are mm -hmm. that are upsetting or disturbing them in some mm -hmm. sort of way. But they're. But it's a lot of like looking into history of the place, mm. identifying who it may be, like testing out and and being very respectful in the way that mm. they're they're doing that, and also uh, finding the appropriate sources to then help with mm. those spirits. So if it's a Native American spirit that's being seen, they don't just go, oh, we'll call a priest in. They right. call. The appropriate indigenous peoples of that area's elders to come in and actually um mm. consult so i really like that they do that and and it their intentions seem very very kind and i enjoy seeing i mean it's called kindred spirits it's like that's cute it's a different fuck. kind of it's really it's really wholesome that's squishy yes i like it yeah it's very squishy and i and i think it's I think uh, I want more of that. I want to watch more of that. I would definitely be interested in watching that because I think that what is the biggest problem in colonial horror tropes is that, especially in like movies, old ghost hunting TV shows for sure, but mm -hmm. like The Conjuring, um, all of these other, you know, The Exorcism of Emily Rose, all of these other like Americana haunting pop culture content fails to recognize the reason why these places and these families are likely experiencing turbulent paranormal phenomena. Yeah. And it's because like we live in a country that was founded on genocide. Manifest Destiny was the genocide of indigenous people. And then the country was built on the backs of enslaved people who were trafficked from Africa to the United States. So <laughs> when you think about that first, it's like, oh, mm -hmm. yeah, no fucking wonder. No shit. There's spirits here who are really upset. And yeah. part of my work is assisting turbulent spirits by having conversations with them and offering them the rites of passage to the afterlife that they were not given the courtesy of having while they were living, while they were passing on. Mm -hmm. I found that so many spirits who are turbulent, like just want to be seen, just want to feel respected, just want their land back. And in offering our respect to them, our service to them, they are able to transition over and release some of their pain. And a lot of that paranormal activity starts to subside. Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, ghosts are people too. And they're around us all of the time. And when we offer our genuine empathy, compassion, conversation to them. I don't know. Things stop feeling so scary. Right. And start to heal. Right. There's, there's a lot of just on these shows talk <clears throat> about 
the typical like solution with the exception of like kindred spirit like they don't try to move people on that's not even the goal mm. i don't know if that's like always the goal or yeah. if it's for some of them the for some of the ghosts that's what they need mm -hmm. and some of them just want to stay yeah and what they try and do is like they don't force anything that's not the end goal the end goal is to like be in harmony with the spirit that's mm -hmm. there mm-hmm so they don't, you know, they don't disturb each other. The living aren't disturbing the dead. The yeah. dead aren't disturbing the living. And they're they're living peacefully if, you know, yeah. if nothing else. I like that too because I, I don't know the answer, but it's, you know, there's, there's theories that moving on is the goal. Mm -hmm. And maybe that is for some people, but maybe staying and sticking around is what, what they would like. Mm -hmm. So they sort of, and a lot of the time, like the solutions, like let's say, let's say their grave was covered by a bunch of shit mm -hmm. like a pile of trash let's say mm -hmm. in the backyard and they didn't even know it was there so when they go and they're like oh let's clean it up and make it's really cute let's make a, a nice garden around the memorial and then mm -hmm. the activity stops mm -hmm. you know what i mean like it's mm -hmm. just like this these little things mm -hmm. the littlest things can make such a big difference when you're dead absolutely the the attention of the, the the letting your voice be heard the uh, what would you want if you were dead if if you were um if you passed in a very tragic quick mm -hmm. way i'd probably need to be like i need to talk about this yes and to offer that i just think it's so mm -hmm. good what they're doing with that show and just it, it's influencing the rest of the space and that and i talk mm -hmm. about that the shows because that's what people see mm -hmm. so that's what people as pop culture you know that's so where people learn about what ghosts are yeah absolutely yeah. so it's it's very interesting um how they sort of appease the mm -hmm. spirits i think it's true though like not every ghost needs or desires to cross over and really things have to happen in the spirit realm, just as in the realm of the living, with enthusiastic consent. And some spirits, like, aren't ready. And some spirits, like, their current role is to be a guardian of the land or be a guardian of a home, be a guardian of a place. Like Job said, mm -hmm. I have walked upon this land and mm -hmm. I'm a facilitator of this bridge from life to death. Mm -hmm. What's up? Mm -hmm. You know, he's like, this is my work. So yes. let me let me jump in here just and be like, in. hey, there's a sh like what we just did is some is offering mm -hmm. You're literally a vessel for that. Like that's very cool <laughs> and strange, quite frankly. And uh, and you know, it's and, not like Long Island media. <laughs> oh god, yeah, that's a whole other episode. Oh my god, but you know, it. Even what we're facilitating for this episode is an offering for those. Hey, I'm not gonna speak for Caitlin, but if anyone <laughs> wants to speak or show up, or listen or sit. Uh, I'm down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like it's, you know, so because one of the things that I do personally with ghosts, I guess we'll shift to like what we, what are our experiences mm. with ghosts, right? Our personal experiences. Yes. I've never seen a ghost okay. with my eyes. That is not something that I have either. I won't say that I can't do it because mm -hmm. you've taught me to not 
do that where I'm like I'm not psychic you're like okay well you are <laughs> yeah so it's like I, have, just maybe haven't, I haven't, haven't developed that yet maybe mm-hmm. it's not time I don't see shit okay I've not seen uh, a ghost or a ghost has not decided to show its ass to me okay mm-hmm. <laughs> so which I'm down for but um I can feel energies and mm-hmm. I've been taken over by an energy before mm-hmm in a space mm-hmm. and I will share that story if you'd like to hear about it I think do. I've told you but I will tell the audience because it's kind of interesting mm-hmm. so I was uh filming a short film with uh others at a place called Linda Vista Hospital mm-hmm. here in Los Angeles I believe it's closed now or, oh, you know what? I think it might have been turned into like a residential center now. I don't know. But it was a hospital where it was around and active a lot in the 80s. There was a lot of gang, drug, you know, it's in East L.A. A lot of that kind of like police brutality, like a lot of things like that went down. A lot of gang shootings, like a lot of male anger, mm. a lot of male anger. Mm-hmm. And it was creepy as fuck. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure those of you, some of those, some of you guys that are listening have been there or heard of it or watched it on. They filmed a lot of stuff there, um, but we were filming there, and you know, clearly it was very creepy, very active. But well, most of what I was feeling was a lot of just. It was near the end of the day. I'd been in the space for a long time. And so you're kind of tired. I was very mm-hmm. tired mm-hmm. and I started to get very frustrated and I started saying things I will not repeat that were very hateful and very out of character for me Yeah, and very abrupt and very weird. And I got very angry and I had to leave the space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something was trying to channel itself through me. Mm-hmm. And this is somewhere someone has this documented, uh, but I, I hope it never comes to light because it's very creepy. But yeah. there was another paranormal investigator that was there. I forgot why, but he was following me around with a camera, which mm-hmm. pissed me off even more. And, mm-hmm. you know, followed me outside to get because they want to know, like, whatever. Yeah. The experience. I was just having a very strange experience. So, yeah. And then I f- eventually felt better and went back in and but for those like it was just very weird Mm -hmm. so that did happen Mm -hmm. um i know you've had a lot of experiences with with speaking to ghosts and maybe i'm just wondering where where that started for you i guess birth (laughs) you're like birth every time every second of every day (laughs) never not surrounded by spirits um I I grew up in a spiritual tradition in which channeling spirits was the norm and talking about seeing spirits was normal. Um, my grandparents are very, very clairvoyant. They see spirits, especially my abuelo. Like he sees spirits all of the time and tells me about it. I personally see them more in my mind's eye. And like you, I am very clairsentient. I can feel the energies. I can feel their presence. And then I'm also, uh, I, I, we call, I don't know what like the term would be outside of our practice, but we call it being mounted by spirits. 
it's basically possession. It's what it's what yeah. you got to see as I, I think, pulled a tarot yeah. card. <laughs> um, but yeah. the spirits take over my vessel and I kind of get tucked away and they move my body, move my face, use my voice. Sometimes my voice shifts. And um, when I was a baby, the story goes that Delia, who was pretty much like our family godmother, um, told my mother, like, this kid's a medium. Mm -hmm. And then I was given a spirit doll who's still with me. Um, when I was four, my mom said that I ran in the house one day and started screaming, Tata Dios, Tata Dios, afuera, afuera. So I was saying, like, I saw Jesus outside. I was telling my mom I saw Jesus outside. I does. don't remember this, but apparently that's what happened. So, like, I've been seeing spirits since I was a child. I used to witness a lot of strange paranormal activity when I was little. I used to wake up in the middle of the night and feel... Um, really oppressive entities low vibrational kind of scary stuff when i was tiny and it's because little ones are just more sensitive to the different realms and i try to be really conscious of my experience when my kids like don't want to go to sleep and they're like we're scared mm -hmm. we feel something and i i try to take them seriously and i'll give them a little cleansing cleanse their room then send them back to bed but this is something that's just always been a part of my life um, even my mom is very clairvoyant. She sees spirits all the time, especially when she was working in the ICU and she was dealing with a lot of death, constantly oh, yeah. dealing with death. She would see death come in and go into the different rooms and then mm -hmm. the patient would be gone. Um, but what's, what struck me about what you were saying is that it was the end of the day mm. and you were tired. Yeah, and hungry. And hungry. <laughs> Laura and was hungry. Yes. You angry, know, if you will. But there, that's not why I said those things. There are so many turbulent spirits who truly are looking for affection, compassion, assistance, recognition. But there are also entities that don't want help. There are entities that feed off of anger, that feed off of fear. And those types of entities tend to attach themselves to us when our defenses are down, when we're sick when we're tired, when we're going through a hard time, when we're feeling depressed. And a lot of indigenous traditions, um, when we treat things like depression, we have to treat them from a holistic way. And holistic includes the spirit realm. We recognize that like you might be depressed, but there's also like a spiritual attachment that comes with this. And a lot of my work is is based in that, in releasing the spiritual. Like, I'm not a therapist. I can't help you with that. But I can assist in releasing um, any sort of turbulent spiritual attachments that may have found you. Because there are also ghosts that aren't human. Right. That are floating around this I earth. wanted to bring that up, too. And who really wish they were. Because who wouldn't want right. to be a human? Humans are beautiful. Humans get to experience pleasure. That's the whole point of being born in the flesh. And those ones are... Those are tricky and not the fun Hermes kind of way. Mm -hmm. Those are tricky and like we lose ourselves kind of way. Right. Are those what... A lot of people would call those demons. Mm-hmm. Because I hear that a lot in, you know, what I, what I listen to and it's, it's not, it's, 
that's sort of the default mm-hmm. for a negative experience with the yeah. spirit. They'll be like, oh, it's a demon. Oh, it's a de- Oh, that's a demon. And I'm like, is it though? Or is it just an earthbound mm. spirit that's upset with you? You know, mm-hmm. but then sometimes mm-hmm. it's like, oh no, that's a fucking demon. Like what to you is a demon? Because it's such a broad term, I feel like. I feel like in the biblical sense, a lot of the entities that have been called demons are generally indigenous or pagan powerful spirits who have been intentionally demonized by the Catholic Church to disempower the people. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> but very what well do said. we call I don't know what we call these entities. Right. Like sometimes like they're fucking scary though. And like I've worked with demons and I'm like you're radical. Um but yeah. the things that I've seen attach themselves to human beings like they are terrifying like they're terrifying like they're visually it's funny i was telling you about another paranormal show where i was like and this bitch is a psych and she says this weird shit and it's and and you were like i was like oh yeah (laughs) no you were like um yeah no that actually sounds good because to me i was like is she faking it is she and you're like no actually that sounds pretty accurate i've seen things that look like have you seen those little cute furry caterpillars yeah that but evil I've seen a no, lot of that. No, that's the kind of stuff that she talks about. I've seen a lot sees. of that. And like goopy, like goopy oh, things. Man. Like just gross, like gross me out type of stuff. And when I've seen things that are like typically classified as demons in the biblical sense, usually I'm just like, oh, you're literally just a, a non-human spirit. Right, Maybe yeah. a celestial, maybe an elder spirit, some sort of animal type or of like entity. Or like tied to the earth that comes exactly. up a lot. Like an earthly being that's yes. weak out of our sort of cognition. Yes. And that exactly. doesn't mean that it's evil. Mm-hmm. And then it goes to like, what is even evil? You know yes. what I mean? And it's... Well, and that's kind of the thing about spirit. Something I've learned is that... What appears in front of you does not always help you understand what type of entity is in front of you because angels don't look like tall, blonde, white ladies with beautiful, gorgeous, white wings. No. They're fucking scary. Right, aren't they? Like, like eyeballs Michael, and fucking, yeah, like it's... St. Michael is like this big hovering dark shadow who's got the face of like a hawk and a bull and Mm -hmm. like a ram all at the same time. And sometimes I only see his fucking eye or like his shadow and I'm like, "Ah, but thank you for being here. (laughs) Right. Like who says they need to look in our image, you know, Mm -hmm. and it, it, it comes up a lot too where people will see a shadow person that comes up all the fucking yes. I'm so fucking sick about hearing the about shadow, shadow people, people mm-hmm. i could punch a wall mm-hmm. because i listen to way too much people <laughs> telling their own ghost stories and whenever I'm, this is where i'm at whenever someone goes and then i saw a shadow person i'm like skip i don't even i already know what's gonna happen yes. i've heard this a thousand times but i will tell you that is the most common element of a haunting i have ever heard is i saw a shadow person there was a shadow person Mm -hmm. and then there was a shadow person Mm -hmm. and they darted. And I was like, I'm just so bored with it that I'm like, anything. I want to hear more about the scary goopy monsters because I'm bored. So like a lot of the times they like hide in people's faucets and drains. That's where we, we literally did it this morning. I had a drains clogged. Yes. Like, so I, I have my hair though. I'm going to ask if I'm allowed to talk about her. Okay. You may. Okay. So I have a spirit guide named Felicita and like this is her jam. This is what she does. Mm. Um, she does 
spiritual healing and she releases attachments. And just this morning, she like pushed her sleeves up and stuck her arm down a bathroom drain and pulled out this like squirmy, wormy. I was like, Ugh, like <laughs> puking up fucking ectoplasm while she was doing it because it was disgusting out of the drain. And my client was like, oh, my God, my headache's gone. <laughs> Oh, like you were working. I was like in your own home or in your client's home? In her home. So okay, got Felicita it. will go to wherever my client is since we do all virtual now. Um, and she like describes, I'm basically narrating for her as she does it. Mm -hmm. And she like went into my client's home and stuck her right. hand down the bathroom drain. We've pulled stuff out of people's kitchen sinks. They hide in the weirdest places in the toilet and you know, what's funny is that I've been getting a lot of reminders to tell people, like, make sure you close the lid on your toilet. Oh. Make sure you close the lid on your toilet. I never do that. Because mm -hmm. it's these spaces that are typically kind of dirty, that low vibrational entities. There's one in that shower. Mm-hmm. In there. Are able to hide. That's why I pee in your house. <laughs> you peed in there one time. And one you time. know what was funny? Earlier, I went in there. I was like, I smell like poop in here. And then I sprayed it. And for those of you listening, I we recorded my husband's studio and there's a little like bathroom area. But it was funny <laughs> because when I was in there, I was like, it's funny how you never use the shower in here. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, why would he was like, why would I? And, you know, I, why would I do that? Yeah. I was like, yeah, it's just it's kind of creepy and dirty. And I, I just every time I go in mm -hmm. there, I'm just like, this needs to be cleaned. And to me in my in my gut is like, I want to clean it. Like mm -hmm. I want to clean it with cleaner and with like holy water. <laughs> yeah. But, but, it, but it legit like kind of scares me. Mm -hmm. Like I wouldn't even want it. But when you saw in my mind's eye, I was like, there's like weird shit in there. Mm -hmm. It those li the, like those spaces where it's like, and that's where like cleansing, mm -hmm. literally cleaning your house is so important. Cleaning your house is spiritual cleansing. It is. And also like in places where, you know, this is, 2022 what year is it we're all fucking busy in the grind of capitalism trying to survive we get a few hours to ourselves every night if we're working for someone else and if we're working for ourselves we're working 24 7 um but yeah <laughs> like you that can't always clean up every mess right and that's why having like talismans in the restroom or wherever you keep your laundry pile little psalms that you post up or other if you're if your tradition aligns with posting you know an evil eye that type of thing having these little blessed tools and talismans over spaces that just get dirty that you don't have time to always keep perfectly clean is really helpful but lately like closing the toilet lid has been okay. coming up a lot for people like make sure you close the lid make sure you close the lid not just men mm -hmm. Everyone. close that lid close that lid whoever pees standing up Close the lid. <laughs> um, oh, that's so weird. Yeah, no, that's so true because I'm, you've seen my home. I'm very clean. It's immaculate. I am clean yes. as fuck. <laughs> I don't have human children, so I, I have do have more time to clean, but I, I'm so, like, I do not like messes because it messes with me energetically. Mm -hmm. Like I don't, it makes me feel just shit. It makes mm -hmm. me feel really shitty. And that's just the type of person I am. And I think that has to do with my witchcraft mm -hmm. because I I just started sweeping instead of vacuuming mm -hmm. more what, because my vacuum broke. But I think that was a mm – -hmm. I didn't tell Mike that yet. My vacuum broke. Um, 
it doesn't work right now. And I don't know why. Nothing is stuck you're in it. Because supposed to sweep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Nothing is stuck in it. I just plugged it in. I was I was cleaning. I plugged it in and it stopped working. Mm-hmm. So I've been sweeping more. That on its face is obnoxious and like, ah, oh, why me? My vacuum broke. I have to buy a new one. But now I'm like, oh, no, I'm supposed to be sweeping because mm-hmm. sweeping the like literally using a broom mm-hmm. is tradition. Yes. And it's meant to be literally the act of sweeping is a, is a ritual. How many goddesses across the globe <laughs> hold a broom? A lot. A lot. What? Even this morning, my guide, before she did the healing work on the client when she was doing the house, when she was done pulling all the squirmy wormies out of the drain, she grabbed her broom and she sweeped the entire house Mm -hmm. and was like sweeping out the front door and then she washed the front door. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Washing the walls is something I've been wanting to do for a really long time. It's a good spiritual practice. And I've done in... I've done in increments, mm-hmm. but it, it's a it is job. a lot. Of, it's a big job. And I've thought about like paying somebody to do mm-hmm. it. But then I'm like, I don't know I could. But something else that's helpful is using branches. You can use something in your garden because you already have relationship with those plants mm-hmm. and dipping them into any sort of spiritual water that you put together. It can be water with, you know, Florida water or mm-hmm. whatever you your tradition calls for and you dip the branches into the water and you bang them against so the like walls. clorox i'm just kidding yeah it could be just watch your eyeballs wear some protective eye coverings if you're Shit, using i'm bleach. there with i grew i grew up with the fucking bleach mm-hmm. and the powder bleach i have some powder bleach but banging the walls with you, the but... leaves will have the same effect as doing oh, the okay. washing of the walls and it's just like a little that. bit easier to manage i think yeah that's a good tip mm-hmm. that is a good tip because also, like, i want to just like hose it down but i can't because I'm in the house. Yeah. And all my stuff. You have there. so much pretty stuff. I have so much shit. <laughs> I don't I have to take a lot of stuff down. No, it's perfect. So, Your house is an altar. No, I was just going to say mm-hmm. my I have so many little altars everywhere. Yeah. That's like my a good a tip I have because I have a like a toilet altar. You do. Like I have a bathroom altar to to Aphrodite and Venus. Mm-hmm. I have like a lot of <laughs> Your bathroom is so delightful too. Like you can feel it. Yeah, yes. like it's very. I, mm-hmm. Did you open the cabinet? Oh my god! No, I should have. You gotta open the cabinet yeah. next time you're in there. I painted the inside of it, and it's cute. It's yeah. I saw um, the TikTok. You yeah. inspired me. It says goddess built... vibes on the inside. It's cheesy, but it's, it's cute. cute. Yeah, yeah. Like I, it works. It, it is like I love finding um, interesting places and and ways to make altars. Me too. I'm very into altars. Okay. And yeah, they're just everywhere in my home. But that's what keeps your home protected. It does. Mm-hmm. I also draw sigils in white chalk on the top of my doors. Yes. That's another thing. If you work with sigils, like draw that shit on your wall. Mm-hmm. It will look cool if you have like a darker colored wall. Like Absolutely. Use whatever color you want. But like if you have white walls, you can use white chalk mm-hmm. and you won't see it if you want it to be more hidden, mm-hmm. which is I'm totally down for like hidden uh, yeah, hidden witchcraft. Yeah, and uh, if if you're in a situation where you need to be, you know, you're mm, not open you about it. Yeah, that's a whole episode we need to do. Yeah, I the, broom the broom closet. Write that down, Mike. <laughs> the broom closet tips and tricks. There's a really incredible book that I recommend for everyone who's getting started on their magical or spiritual journey. It's called Psychic Self Defense, and it was written by Dion Fortune in the early 1900s, and 
one of the things that one of his teachers does is draw pentagrams in front of rooms. There's like a person who's astral projecting and actually it's a living person who's haunting the other living people in the house because she's astral projecting while she's sleeping. The things she's refusing to talk about while she's awake Oh. are haunting the other people in the house while she's asleep. It's Ugh. it's a wild time. Definitely read it. I 12 out of 12. Like I get that. Um, ghosts aren't just the dead, but they no. draw the sigils in water. He just dips his finger right. in water and draws a pentagram outside of the door with the arrow pointing in so that she stays inside of her room at night. And inside of their bedrooms, they draw it with the point pointing out so she can't come in mm-hmm. at night. I also just got use ash from your burned herbs. Yes. Like Ash Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I got like a visual of like ash like that, but like on your wall, like you can burn something in ritual and then use the ash to to draw. Definitely save draw your shit. ash, save your incense and save your ash. ash. Save your ash. <laughs> <laughs> I love what you said that that spirits like ghosts aren't and hauntings aren't just for dead, like are mm-hmm. just dead people, that living people can also haunt you. Absolutely. Uh-huh. I'd rather have a, a traditional ghost haunting than a than a living person haunting me, truly. Yeah, honestly, like that chapter is wild. Ooh. Once like the woman who's haunting the rest of the house kind of like snaps while she's awake and she starts chasing Dion Fortune around with a knife, it's uh. it's a wild time. But anyway, it's, yeah. it's got a happy ending. <laughs> But I highly recommend because it teaches so much about the different types of spiritual experiences you can have with ghosts. And like ghosts really are memories. They are memories that are stuck on a loop, especially the ones that are considered haunting. Like residual hauntings. Mm -hmm. That's what I was going to bring up too Mm -hmm. is in the paranormal space, there's sort of, they've come up with categories through trial and error of like, is this a residual haunting where it is that experience played on a loop or is this a intelligent haunting where it's like the difference between the two is pretty, pretty important to figure out. Yeah. I buy into that. I like those categories. I think that's really smart. Absolutely. Because you approach them in different ways for sure. Right. Mm -hmm. Because if, and it's the, it's the whole trope of, you know, there's a woman in white and she's cascading down the stairs. Mm -hmm. And then I see it every night. I see this ghostly apparition doing the same thing over and over. Like Blythe Manor. (laughs) Blythe Manor. Yeah. Or, the or versus you know an intelligent haunting that switches shit up and like mm-hmm. d- as com- trying to communicate with you yes. different ways and it's it's so cool i wish something would haunt me but a nice thing please Don't say only that. <laughs> <laughs> but a nice thing please she only she doesn't mean it <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just Where's kidding our spells, Laura? i know i know it was jk though it was jk <laughs> you're funny that's a good thing (laughs) i know yeah that's the thing is like why i shouldn't be i don't think i would like it if i saw anything and i think for for me like i don't even go to like halloween horror nights like that's not a thing i enjoy i'm too sensitive i am too sensitive and truly i don't think i would i don't know i mean i don't know though i've been in a weird space lately with death where i'm like we talked about it in the first episode where mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not afraid anymore. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I need to say, let's invite everything. 
Halloween know, Horror Nights freaks me than out. to invite everything in. <laughs> I'm joking, but <laughs> but um, but it is. It's just uh, it's interesting, and I think maybe if it did happen to me, I wouldn't be as interested in it. Mm. I think I'm just curious. Yeah, and it's fascinating to me mm-hmm. because I do believe in ghosts and I do interact with them, but just not in such a perceptive way mm. like like you do i don't i just don't and that doesn't mean that i can't or i won't i just don't yeah i typically don't see spirits unless they are like not of my my spirits the the crew right. of the dead and otherworldly that i roll with usually if i'm seeing a spirit it's like i know something's up Mm-hmm. Um, or I usually see spirits when I travel through spaces where something tragic happened. Um, right. Yeah. You know, and like you're on road trips, and all of a sudden you get the sh- the shiver, and you look in your side view mirror, and you're like, "That's that's a ghost." <laughs> right. Yeah. So I mean that that's the classic like the Queen Mary or whatever, mm-hmm. which I've never been to, but I went there. Because I sold 500 boxes of Girl Scout cookies, oh. and that was our prize. We got to go oh, have lunch on the Queen Mary. Oh, was it fun for you? Was it a good time? Uh, personally, I hated it. <laughs> was it just a lot? I was excited that I sold all those cookies and got to participate in the party. But like the ghost tour itself was hokey. It was everything else that I was like, this is stressful. Mm. The pool room, yeah. I did not. I did not like that. It's just I try to stay away from any places that are known haunts known haunts unless like the ghosts ask me to be there and be yeah. of assistance it's just i don't you know the end of the haunted mansion where they're like and now a ghost yeah follows you home that right. used to terrify me when i was a child because mm. i was like that shit can happen that can <laughs> happen yeah you have such a vivid experience yes. with them yes and i'm like ooh. Yeah, places like that fascinate me and i don't Mm -hmm. i've i what's what's the i'm so dumb i should know this what is the term when you can feel objects energy and like you can like i know what you mean yeah i don't know i can't remember what it's called there's like a name for it but i have that yeah and i love thrift stores yeah i love them i get like the weirdest high off of thrift stores Mm -hmm. because it's just i'm a kid in a candy store like i can these are a lot of my things that and and some people say that that's not good to buy things secondhand because you don't know what's attached to it but i actually can tell if something Mm -hmm. is meant for me or not Mm -hmm. and i can tell if something is mad creepy or not Mm -hmm. and i go oh i don't i don't like that's energy but like all the things i have are like good for me and it's really fun to like I just I can just feel like where it's been and what it's been used for mm-hmm. and like who's owned it and like maybe and those are my little ghosts maybe that in in that way I have you know a little menagerie of like friends it yeah sounds so dumb but it's like well like everything has a spirit yeah so absolutely I really like inanimate mm-hmm. object spirits mm-hmm. I'm very into that <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I, and it's like, you know, objects want to be taken care of and displayed and given a given a nice little space. And a lot of these things yes. are on my altars. That's, so, yeah. yeah. This is reminding me of um, 
you know, in Espiritismo, we equipped our spirits by putting objects on the altar. So mm -hmm. like if you're a card reader, then you absolutely have a guide who's a card reader. So you leave a deck on the altar for them so they can read cards and it helps you be stronger in your practice too. If you have a guardian, you leave them a knife to protect you with. Yeah. If you have a spirit who's an artist, you leave them a paintbrush. Like all of these little objects have spirit and are also of assistance to spirits, which yes. is like that part is super delightful to me about stuff. Yes. Like, everything has a spirit and can be utilized by those who we cannot see, yes. especially if we put them on the altar. And that's so cool to me. You know what I did? I just started doing because I, honestly, I saw it on a show that's meant to be a, it's a comedy called Ghosts and it's a BBC show. I love show. that Do you watch show. the BBC one or I the haven't. new one? I watched the new one okay. and I liked it a it's lot. It's the same show, but it, the British one is the one that I watched. Okay, I'll give it a try. And I don't know if, if she does this, the main character in this, in the new show, but on the old show, she leaves books out for the spirits because the show is is about i highly recommend the british version i have not seen the american version but it's like that office it's debate cute. where i'm like i don't know i want to watch it because yeah. like they're different <laughs> actors but um i'm doing that shitty thing but it's probably they're both very good yeah. but it's on amazon prime and it's called ghosts and it's so cute this this woman like can suddenly see ghosts in her house and they're mm -hmm. all it's comedy and they're all funny and um but it's all, it's very relate, like it's very relatable. It like truly, I feel like that's more realistic than a lot of the way we see ghosts portrayed. I agree. I think it's, I mean, I I've only watched brilliant. the American version and I think it's, it's great. Yeah. The, the British people made the American yeah. version. It's fine. But like, I think it's great. And she leaves books out for them and turns the pages every day so they can read it because they can't move it with their hands. it's hand. too hard And to I move started it. doing that as like giving them entertainment. I'm a big, like, I am a fan of entertaining spirits. I very much enjoy entertaining them, whether it's like dancing in my undies, mm -hmm. singing, playing my stupid ukulele, like reading them poetry on Samhain. I do that every year. I've made that my Samhain thing because there's so much pressure on Samhain or whatever you sort of um, thin veil holiday mm -hmm. that you you. You celebrate. You celebrate. Samhain is what I celebrate. And it's like, I feel like it's a lot of like me, me, me a lot of the time with, with that. And I'm like, no, the veil is thin. Like it's, it's for time. them. It's for them. It's for them. It's for them. Especially the dead. Especially mm -hmm. the dead. It's the day. It's the day of mm -hmm. the dead. It's not the day of the you reap all the things. Like it's for me, that's what it is. Yeah, it's not the harvest. It's, it's not the harvest. Mm -hmm. It's it's. It's a cornucopia for them. Mm -hmm. So I try to really like give back to the community and on mm -hmm. Samhain and I have a bonfire and I did this like last year with two of my non-witchy friends and I was like, we're going to read poetry to the dead. <laughs> yes. And uh, that's what I have this book of like Halloween poems and that's what I do. Ooh. And we took turns reading and we had like hot chalky and it was like so cute. There's this really brilliant quote <laughs> by R.L. Grimes. Performance is currency in the deep world economy. Mm -hmm. And the spirits delight in when we perform for them. They delight in it. Like that feeds them. So like that you 
mm-hmm. sing to them and dance for them. That's a big part of my practice too. I do a yeah. lot of singing and dancing yeah. for the spirits and reading to them and just talking out loud about what's going on in life and asking them questions and like there's something about performing for your spirits because it's you're not taking from them Mm -hmm. you're you're not not asking asking for anything you're just you're You're pouring into them just that good ace of cups energy yeah yeah you are and it's and it's it's honestly I feel the most comfortable when I'm like alone performing for them because it's like you can be stupid and they don't you know they like watch you poo maybe like I don't know like it's they're around you know they can do those. it's just like they're always okay, there the toilet ghosts are coming for me you know like who knows I don't know but it's mm. like there's a level of comfort that I find from it that's the same sort of comfort I feel when I talk about like what I would hope for others to get out of witchcraft mm. it's a comfort it's a support mm-hmm. and I feel that way when I when I interact with them in that way even if you're not sure who they are Mm -hmm. you have a very specific knowledge Mm -hmm. of who you're dealing with Mm -hmm. and I think that's really really cool Mm -hmm. and great I don't always have that specific where it's Mm -hmm. like you know their names like that's something to aspire to I think and to work towards and something that I would like to do but even in how long I've been doing this that's Mm -hmm. that's a new thing to me, you know, and I think that I would like to encourage those of you listening to really explore that. Maybe you're getting like more information and you're second guessing it, you know, or something, or maybe, maybe even if you don't have that knowledge, don't feel shitty about it because I don't either. Just, just ask them. Just ask. Yeah. Just ask. And, and ask in those <laughs> relations, you're like, mm-hmm. just ask. <laughs> And believe them when they give you a name because often the spirits will reach for something that they know you can see and understand. And a lot of your spirits don't speak the same colonial language that you do, right? Like we all speak English because this is America. We don't all speak English. That's annoying. (laughs) I speak English and Spanish and both of them are colonial languages and a lot of my ancestors don't speak either. So they're like, this bitch can't pronounce our name. They're not going to know. So they're like, Jane. <laughs> and I'm it's like, okay. <laughs> there. And the more that you commune with them, the more they will guide you to what their names truly are because slowly you'll start to understand where they're from, what their deal is, what kind of a person they are. And they leave you mm-hmm. little hints and clues here and there. But mm-hmm. you really can just ask them and like trust what you feel. The first name that comes to mind, trust it. Um, use I find that a lot of guides will like share their name through like pop culture so like you'll turn on the TV and a character's name will be spoken and all of a sudden you feel something and it's like oh that's your name that's my guide's name or you're reading a book and you see a name and you're like oh like that's that's the name I've been looking for it's such an interesting journey to like connect with your ghosts and your spirits Mm -hmm. or whatever you want to call them it's that's it's a part of witchcraft that I don't think it's talked about enough in the mm. what's popular in witchcraft now mm-hmm. in pop pop witchcraft I will mm-hmm. say that pop doesn't get witchcraft that doesn't yeah. get it doesn't get talked about or the importance of that isn't the importance that I I to get a little off topic that I'm seeing is like um what's the word visuals like 
you know what I'm t- like uh the word aesthetics aesthetics yeah yes that's the that's thank you that's the word mm-hmm. aesthetics is sort of the or like What's I see lots here? of I see lots of spirit references on witch talk that are like don't mess with me because my spirits will come get like it's always baneful it's always yeah, like it's always sad they're gonna come get you and it's just like <sighs> it's cute but also like yeah a little shallow it's a little shallow and also i feel like you're missing the best part which is communion which is yes. pouring into them which helps you understand how to love on yourself yeah when you are of service to your spirits they are quite literally reparenting you and teaching you how to love and care for your human body your human self and that part is like Mm-hmm. amazing because i think so many of us need reparenting at this point hi <laughs> a lot of our parents were Me. ill-equipped because their parents were ill-equipped right. and by mm-hmm. being of service to the spirits we really learn how to like have, yeah. be of service to ourselves as human beings and be of service to others as human beings i'm getting spirit candy you have family even if you have none mm-hmm. okay it's you have true. family even if you have none true we are here mm-hmm. that's that's really it that like, just popped in my head so yeah. many of us are lonely and when oh you realize, god do i have abandonment issues right? over here and that was such like even if you're alone you're not it's like no one is alone you're not alone from fucking into the woods mm-hmm. yes time. into the woods is brilliant <laughs> into we the talk woods. about it all day but uh <laughs> yeah no one is alone. That's, ooh, I just got chills. It's, that's mm-hmm. such a comforting thought. It really is. And as, for, as scary as people make ghosts out to be on TV, some of those shows, and demonic, and oh no, a plate mm-hmm. moved, and it's a poltergeist, and right. it's, you're manifesting, <laughs> oh no. It's like some spirit who's like, oh, sorry. They're like, shit, sorry. They <laughs> were just trying to like Drop. get through. You're like, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I just didn't mean to do that. Like, if we reframe that, which some shows are doing, mm-hmm. that's that, why what Ghost a beautiful is such thing. a good show. Yes, that's why Ghost is a good show. It's about living in communion with spirit. Truly, in a very comical, down to earth, relatable. Honestly, it's like normalizing it. Way. And I was going to ask you if you'd seen that show and mm-hmm. what you thought about it because I watched it with my kids because I thought it was so good. It's so cute. Yeah. It it's is a something good show. you can watch with your with your mm-hmm. kids. Yeah. It's not like a, a super raunchy show no, or anything. It's, it's very like wholesome. ABC or something. It's I don't know. Awesome. It's really cute. I highly recommend. I agree because I think that is a more realistic. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? a more realistic interpretation, I guess, Mm -hmm. of what living in communion with spirit is like. It's like you have all these ghosty friends who are around you and everybody's got a different personality and everybody has different needs. And you just hang out. You learn to be a family together. Yeah. And then like the her partner doesn't see them so it's it's, so funny you know it's only the the wife and then like the husband her husband like doesn't see them so there's that dynamic too it's so good you have to watch it it's so hilarious (laughs) so yeah i yeah do you think it's time for spirit candy i do okay i feel like my spirit candy was 
what I just said. It came early. I might just come early, okay? That's what she said. (laughs) But my spirit candy came early. Be like that sometimes. (laughs) That's classic Laura, okay? It's just when it's time, it's time. When it's not, we're out. Like, that's it. Let's Let's see what I have. Spirit candy. Channeled messages from our spirit guides. So this particular spirit candy comes from one of my guides, Lily. And Hi, Lily. Lily, I love Lily. Um, sweet siblings of the flesh, resist the urge to talk yourself out of asking the spirits who support you for what you really want. Allow yourself the permission, the opportunity to ask the spirits for whatever it is that you need. Exercising self-advocacy at the altar translates to greater ease and power in exercising self-advocacy amongst the living. You are worthy of having not only what you need to survive, but what you desire to bring inspiration, jubilation, ease, safety, and joy. Sing it out loud. Push your words into the others with every breath. Write your petitions on parchment and anoint them and yourself with sacred oil. The season of the ancestors arrives soon. Start clearing and cleansing your altars to prepare for their return. Take inventory of your resources. You may be surprised to find something where you thought there was nothing. You may be surprised to find tools where you thought there were blocks. We love you. We carry you, Lily. I love that. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Find tools where you thought there were blocks. That mm-hmm. stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they take away your tools, like your vacuum. Yeah. And hand you a new one. Right. You thought it was a block, but the mm. tool was the broom. Exactly. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, every time you mention the vacuum, I can't help but think of like um, Mary from <laughs> Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus riding the vacuum. Yeah. The okay. old like with the red bag She's on. She's like, Winnie. <laughs> yeah. I don't like this thing. I don't know what this is. I fucking love Mary's my favorite. I love her. Like, I love witch culture. It's all like, okay. God, that's so funny. <laughs> the mop. Yeah, the vacuum. Mm-hmm. Truly. Mm. Thank you. Do we have any questions today? Um, I I might be able to pull up a few. Pull up a few. Okay. What do you do with the glass jars from candles after you've completed your spells? Mm. I love this question. So that is a great question. For me, if I'm doing any sort of baneful magic, which doesn't happen very often because that's a lot of effort. Um, but if I'm doing anything that's baneful or cleanse, if I'm trying to send anything away, so cleansing, clearing, road opening, even not even road opening, but block busting, when I'm trying to get something out, I will either throw it away in a trash can away from my house, at the very least outside of my house. I don't want to keep it inside. Um, 
I do have this one trash can that's at a crossroads in front of a bar, which is kind of fucking perfect because crossroads spirits love that type of energy. Oh. So I toss a lot of my spells in that trash can. There you go. Uh, you can leave your spells at the crossroad, but make sure to leave payment for the spirits there as well, like a cigar, some coins, a cigarette, just an offering so that they can carry out the rest of your spell. If you're privileged to live near your buried dead, mm-hmm. you can leave them at their graves. Again, with an offering, coins, coffee, a little bread, something to pay them to carry out the rest of the spell for you. If it's like happier magic, like money drawing, luck, fortune, whatever, then sometimes I'll repurpose them for like, um, what's it called when you, propagating, I'll use them for propagating mm-hmm. plants. Or as a vase for flowers that I put on the altar. Yeah, I was going to say propagating for the plants. Mm -hmm. And and I totally agree with what you said about baneful magic. Like you don't really want that near you. You can even break it, honestly. Breaking it's a good idea and throwing away. That could be a part of your ritual to really be like, I am done. Yeah, that's kind of badass. Fucking break it, sweep it up, and then dispose of it properly. Maybe that's... Maybe that's the jam. That's cool. I like that idea of breaking the glass. I like very active things. Yeah. Like symbolic like, active releases. Things. It. But make sure you don't step on the glass mm-hmm. and be careful. And I wouldn't <laughs> bury it. I wouldn't do that. Just, no, I think that's not biodegradable. Yeah, so. I feel like it's not good for the land. Yeah. So I wouldn't. Let's not bury also, I feel it. like burying things keeps you Keep, attached yeah, to them. Yeah. You know? I'm not mm-hmm. saying don't bury anything. Like there might be a time when you need to bury some stuff. Yeah. No judgment. Um, like fertility spells, burying things is sort right, of. Right, because Im- it's a seed. Im- depositing the seed. Yeah. Like old school pagan egg spells. Yes. Which is where Easter came from. Mm-hmm. But we can talk about that another episode. That's a good episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Asara, that's fine. Um, yeah, you can bury. But eggs are biodegradable. Yeah, like that becomes compost. Yeah. Totally. So. Ooh, a compost spell garden. Compost spell. Ooh, mm-hmm. if you're into composting, maybe use it. I don't know how, but that sounds fun. I like that. Okay, I like that. Mm-hmm. I don't have any questions. Do you have any other questions? That was it. That, that was, was it. Okay. Yeah, I thought that was a very good question. Well, thank you. Thank you. And thank you for listening to Third Eye Finds. Be sure to leave us a message on the Third Eye Line. Which is our Instagram DM. DM us. Leave us a voice message. I love voice messages. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow the podcast at Third Eye Bind Pod on Instagram. There, submit your questions via the Third Eye line by sending us a voice message or text DM. The show is available wherever you listen to podcasts and for you to watch on YouTube. Get early access to episodes and even monthly one-on-one sessions with us by joining our Patreon. Find us at patreon.com slash third eyebind. Third Eyebind is produced and edited by Mike Realm. Hosted by Caitlin Grania and Laura Wong. Music by Mike Realm. Set design by Laura Wong. You can find Laura on Instagram at Lady Moon Co. And you can find Caitlin on Instagram at Spirit Garden Tarot.